0: For those of you that have been with us for a while, watching Raven's Heart and Falling Lithos Cry, you know that one of my favorite things to do is to find bands who you need to hear but haven't heard. Music that's just not played on the radio these days, but needs to be played on the radio. And that's exactly what we're going to do tonight, is we're going to introduce you to a band and some music that you need to hear the band's name is and ever and they are from california so get ready to rock out tonight And with me right now is Lindsay Almost from And Ever, all the way out in California. We thank everybody who's on the West Coast, probably driving home from work right now, listening in as we go and do a deep dive into the music of And Ever. And hey, our comment lines are open for you to join the conversation. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us this evening.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's, a, it's an honor and privilege to be with you.
0: Thank you so much. I know we've talked through uh, internet and I've been listening to your music and I've I've known of you guys for quite some time and God just opened up the opportunity for you to be on and you know <clears throat> and ever is more than just you are there's there's more people to and ever. Who are the other band members who have not been able to make it this evening?
1: That's right. So um it's myself, uh I'm the vocalist and my husband is the guitarist. Um he does all the guitars and uh, some of the uh, some of the bass that you hear on some of our albums, he's also done. Um, but right now our bass player is Dwight Hoy, and I was previously in a band with him called Forsaken Truth about 15 years ago, so it's exciting to be playing with him again. And then uh, our drummer is Reed Cumming, Cunningham, and he was previously in a band with Steve about 15 years ago, so we're kind of uh, teaming up with our old band members from our really old projects, but it's been really fun.
0: So literally the band is getting back together again is what's happening.
1: Yeah. It's like two bands becoming, well, I mean, Steve and I have been working together now uh, since 2012 um, for Endeavor. And um, pretty much the band started when our marriage started. Um, So that's, that's a whole nother story, but um, we have, had some different drummers and bass players along the way and had some lineup changes. Um, Reed has been with us for about two years now as our drummer. And Dwight has actually only played one show with us so far. And he has just joined on this past summer. So super excited. Yeah.
0: That is exciting, and hey, when they tune in, I'm going to ask them to do this, and everybody that you're mentioning there to go ahead and subscribe and like. That way, we can get this music out and beat that uh, thing called the algorithm, which is a nuisance to musicians as well as podcasters. It never quite seems to work in our favor, so we're going to try to beat that thing. So go ahead and like and subscribe and. Big shout out to all those guys in the band and here's something that I find very interesting about you guys. You didn't start out as a metal band. You started out Not as really. something else. Yeah.
1: So Yeah, it is interesting. Um so Steve and I uh started out just writing some songs together. Um it was very uh very simplistic. It was just an acoustic guitar uh for the first couple songs. And then I started writing some songs on piano and we just would sit in my little one bedroom apartment and just, um, just toss around ideas and just kick back and hang out. And we just started writing our, our um, first debut album, Pathways, like that pretty much, um, just very, very raw, you know, and, and I would just sit with my journal really just my thoughts and just the different things I was going through and just be like jotting down ideas while he was playing. And so that's how we wrote um, the majority of our first album. And then that really just worked for us and we had just really carried that through and kind of kept that formula of writing music where it's just, I'll just sit on my keyboard and just come up with something or he'll be just messing around on his acoustic while we're at home and our ideas kind of just build from there. So.
0: I do have to ask the question when you got married, did you know that a band was going to come out of the marriage or did you know that beforehand or was that a surprise or how did that all come about?
1: Well, um, we were actually friends for a couple of years and he was in a, another band and I was a solo artist. I was trying to do my solo thing and put out one album and we had gone to each other's shows and we had a lot of mutual friends kind of in the metal scene here. So we knew of each other. And then um, when we started dating music just kind of came right along with it. So actually the first, like the first few times we hung out alone, like we started writing music. So (laughs) <laughs> we literally started dating at the same time we started writing music. I mean it all just went together.
0: That's beautiful how that all just comes together, and that the two of you can share in that together as well. and your music is very unique. How would you describe the music of and ever?
1: Yeah, so the music is it's definitely very melodic um very emotional emotionally driven and um it is. It is metal, but it also draws from some other different styles and is kind of um, a combination of different styles of metal. You know, um, we're a little bit of new metal, but also a little black metal and also just like some old school metal because Steve brought in a lot of like the Metallica and like in Flamesy stuff and then like Evergrey and then we both liked some stuff like Within Temptation and um, the band Han, which is like kind of like more gothic. And then like I was into Lacuna Coil for some years, and so we kind of just um, blended our styles and did it like that. And there's some technical guitars in there, and I think the music is um, can be expi- inspiring and. Um, Very positive in its message, even though it has a very dark feel sometimes.
0: I'd say it's a very emotional and introspective feel. When I listen to your music, it does take me back to the early years of Within Temptation and even Serenia a little bit, one of my favorite bands uh leaves eyes going back into the late 90s early 2000s when there was a shift in metal metal it was becoming a more alternative and more symphonic and it's funny that you mentioned lacuna coil because i i've been to see them a number of times in south carolina every once in a while their tour bus takes a detour makes its way through through south carolina but with your sound being that way i mean you're at the table with these bigger bands with these sounds and in this genre why is it important for you as a believer in Christ to have a seat at the table with these type bands in, in this genre of music?
1: I think it's really important for us to, to take the opportunity anytime that we can to share the gospel and to share the love of Christ with anybody. Um, but especially through music, music is such an important thing in everybody's lives and it's so prominent in culture and there's definitely like an intersection with what we do and then with what these other um, groups are doing. There's definitely like a spiritual component that you can hear, like even when you listen to Within Temptation or something leaves eyes, like it's a little more mystical um, and maybe more like based on mythology, but it still has that spiritual feel and our music is very spiritual too. But just the difference is that we're talking about Jesus Christ and um, his grace and forgiveness and that truth. So if we can kind of shine our truth into that and, and kind of like meet in that intersection, it can be very powerful. So it's a good opportunity.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the early years of Within Temptation. Very spiritual. A lot of times bordering on the logos of the truth of the Word of God. And I'll never forget, there was one afternoon I was at work, and I was listening to Within Temptation on my computer. And my boss was next door, and he had the door closed. And he just heard the... just heard the instrumental of it and the choirs in the background. He's like, "Are you listening to that religious music stuff again <laughs> in there?" When I had, within, I was like, "No, I'm listening to symphonic <laughs> metal." <laughs> he was a little confused. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: a little confused. But... <laughs> what What are some of the freedoms that this style of music gives you to boldly proclaim the gospel? Because you don't hold anything back, really, in your music. It's very clear where you stand. What are some of the freedoms that you have in this genre?
1: Uh, Well, I think that there's a lot of freedom um, because even though the music is so heavy, I have the freedom to write all the lyrics as I choose to. I can really write about anything I want. And there are fans that maybe don't listen to the lyrics that much. They're just into the music. But then once they realize like, oh, wow, this has like a Christian theme or a message, they might be surprised and then they'll want to know more and maybe they'll ask some questions. The other thing is that we are kind of in a secular style of music being a metal band and we have a darker image and a darker look so um, like these other fan bases will probably want to give us a chance um, and we're going to be able to make an impact and you know, maybe gain some new fans. Um, and Steve and I had been going into these places like that we used to go in before we were together and playing out our AndEver music um, in similar venues that we used to go in before we were really um, in ministry. You know, before we were, before we had Endeavour, like we had other bands and things that we did that were not centered on jesus and they were not we weren't really trying to live out our christian faith through through that so now we're going into similar places and we can boldly go in um because we're armored we have god's armor now and we can like go in with confidence that we have lived life and experienced a lot of different you know i don't want to say like hindrances or like turbulence in our life, you know, where we can go in now, like with confidence and with a message.
2: So
0: that confidence, I'd like to take a second just to encourage you, because I'm thinking about some of my own experiences. I feel very at home at metal concerts, especially secular metal concerts. God has given you the authority to walk into those places to proclaim his word. And you have that you're armored up, as you said, and you have that authority when you go in there. And as you continue to do that, I really believe God's going to open more doors to share the gospel personally with people as you as you interact with them. So just be encouraged in that, in what you're doing. The other thing I'd like to encourage you in is you're actually, you know, really in the right zip code because a lot of people, when they think of the the faith, when they think of Jesus and they think of scripture, they think of always unicorns, even though well, it does talk about unicorns in the Psalms, different thing. Um, but they think of rainbows and happy and pastels and everything like that. But the faith, the Christian faith is actually very Gothic. And I'm just going to give an example. Jesus was, a, was crucified on a place. We call it nicely a lot in Southern Baptist terms, Calvary, which is the Greek word for, uh, the Greek word for where he was crucified. But it was Golgotha and both mean the skull. So I always get a kick out of these churches that are like, Hey, we're the first Calvary church. You know, well, you're the first church of the skull. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a very gothic. Yeah. And what Jesus went Never through and what he, what he suffered, what he died. I mean, he died, he defeated death. He defeated all those powers. And I think in Western Christianity, a lot of times we've kind of knocked that out and it's bands like you that go into those areas. And you know, embrace those things in the correct way, restoring the beauty. There is a beauty to gothicness. There, there really is, and that's what I see you guys doing, especially with your music. And I want to dive into the first song because, man, it just hits the sweet spot with me. And that's "Ashes of Clarity" that was released in 2014 on your um, album "Pathways." I find this song very elegant but it also demonstrates your intensity as a band. What is this song Ashes of Clarity about?
1: It is definitely a testimony song for me. Uh so this this was actually the very the second song that we ever wrote together, Steve and I, written in my tiny 500 square foot uh, one bedroom apartment. A very humble beginning. Um so I was you know, pretty much at my rock bottom, a little, just not long before this. And this, uh, had started uh, going to some recovery meetings. Like I found this church that had a recovery group and I started, um, really looking into what my issues were, what was going on, because I was in a, an abusive relationship physically and emotionally, and I just couldn't seem to break free. Um, so I was dealing with that and I was dealing with chemical dependency and um, you know uh drug abuse and and I was really in bondage to my sin and my despair and I just couldn't really seem to I knew I knew scripture and I was raised in a Christian home and I was had already become saved but I couldn't seem to become free from um from these I guess strongholds um mm-hmm. so Anyways, this song um, is so important to me because it gives a ray of light for the future. It talks about rising from the ashes, um, and the chorus it says, "You know, I'll remember all we went through. I will rise from ashes, ashes. Tomorrow will be brighter, brighter." And I think this just talks about like how God makes beauty from ashes, and no matter how dark a situation, He can turn. If you cling on to Jesus Christ, He can lift you up out of that. He can lift you up out of the grave and out of the pit. And that is exactly like what He did for me Um, during that time. Was just such a time of of the beginning of my recovery and just finding hope that. I could move on and I could start a new life and that Jesus was going to help me through it. So.
0: To me, that really explains a lot of the power behind the song. I did not know when I chose this song, that it was a testimony song and I did not know that it was the second one that you ever wrote. Even. Yeah. and I, I just I marvel at sometimes how Holy Spirit just leads me to these. I'm like, I was just attracted to that one. I was, you know, Hitting band camp like crazy going through the tracks this weekend. And this one just took me right into the zone. And I want to take our listeners and our viewers into the zone right now with Ashes of Clarity by and ever (laughs) off their album from 2014 entitled Pathways. I have to be self-indulgent for a moment i absolutely love that that is that just resonates with me that is the sound and the style that got me really into this genre and it's so exciting to find fired up believers in jesus that want to glorify him through this type of music that's the type of music that started this whole crazy adventure called raven's heart lindsay and and so cool. Steve, thank you so much for producing this music Thank you so much.
1: Thank, thank you so much for your support. And that's so Abs- refreshing absolutely. to hear. Thank
0: absolutely. You. Oh, and we got one comment. And uh, Limor says, amazing. Yes. Ah,
1: thank, thank you. you
0: for, thank you for Thanks watching for us Narn. on YouTube. Yes. Thank you so much. And I am going to give you, we have this exclusive. You may not get a Dove Award this year, but you're going to get an award from us. It is our studio dog, Amy. She listens to all oh, the music with me on Sundays, right. cool. and you get her paw of approval. Hi, Hi Amy.
1: <laughs> You're the coolest dog.
0: <laughs> Thank you. She's probably listening with my wife over on the other side of the house right now.
1: So. Uh, love yeah. it. I'm a dog lover. Yep. Got three awesome. of them.
0: Do you? What what kinds?
1: Two mini schnauzers and one and Terrier mixed with something I don't know what he is He's just a crazy and <laughs> <Wheaton laughs> Terrier Mix of something <laughs> but the, the two Schnauzers are 13 and 14 now so they're old ladies But they've been along uh, for the whole music journey
0: Well there you go You know all
1: the music <laughs> <Biggest man. laughs>
0: I see you got your coffee With you too and you're drinking pumpkin spice I do. Tonight. Oh yes there you Everybody
1: go pumpkin spice season it goes for about two months for me maybe three but i started yeah i, I get the the pumpkin creamers the cream the, all the different kinds dunkin donut has a really good pumpkin creamer that i'm trying love,
0: out i love dunkin donuts coffee as we were talking earlier i'm from the northeast in the United States. And there's no such thing. We got Krispy Kreme donuts down here. And I know I'm going to st- start an <laughs> internet war in a moment over who's better Krispy Kreme or Dunkin. Uh, Me being I'm on North- your side. Dunkin.
1: <laughs> that, without a doubt. I'm not, I'm sorry. I'm not impressed with Krispy Kreme. It's just that I lived right, right by one for a while. Do you? And, and I never went there. Was, I mean, the donuts were not that great.
0: They, no. They're that they, you have to eat them while they're hot. Now, if you, if anybody wants to comment differently and you think you know that the Krispy Kreme donut is better than the Dunkin' Donut, go ahead and comment. We will <laughs> yeah. address that and and take care of that. We will uh, take we care will. of that. You also out there in California have In and Out Burger too.
1: Yes, we do. We have them I all around. The in market. and Out. Yeah, you know, I I hear a lot of people say it's not that great, but. If you get it fresh and hot and actually eat it right away, and then you put the special sauce all over the fries, and then get extra pickles in your burger, and you got to get the double double, it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty and good.
0: From what I understand, that's a that's a Christian business as well. In and out burger. Yeah, it is.
1: Yeah, it is. I mean, I think they have scripture like on their. Uh, it's. There's scripture written under like under the fries box or something. Neat. But they Neat. are, yeah, they are Christian and just like Chick-fil-A,
0: too. Yeah. Oh, Chick-fil-A. A that, yep. So we got God's chicken, we got God's burgers. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When I first moved to
1: San Diego, I had never heard of In N Out.
0: Okay. Okay. If anybody wants to comment though on the Krispy Kreme and the Dunkin' Donuts war, be my guest down there. We will address those and we will. We will discuss that, but uh, let's get back on the topic of some good music. Um, Just a few weeks ago, you released a new song entitled, um, is it Wonderful? Uh, The Wonder. The Wonder. The Wonder is the name of the, I'm sorry about that. The Wonder (laughs) is the title of the track. And you just released that with a very beautiful new video. And one of the things that I find very amazing about this song is that even the people that give me a hard time about what we do over here saying, oh, you know, rock and roll and Jesus, that doesn't go together. They would play this song as special music on a Sunday. It's a very different style of song from a from a metal band. How does this style of music that you use for this, how does this match the message of the wonder? Well, um, so this one we
1: also wrote just uh – in the comfort of our home, and Steve uh, came up with this riff on acoustic guitar, and I was like, "Hold that thought. Let's let's do something with that." And w- we wrote the song probably in maybe a few hours, and it was just done because it just came so naturally. And so the whole the whole song started because I was asked to write a tribute song for my grandmother who turned ninety five, and they were going to have a like a birthday party celebration for her. 95th birthday in Sioux Falls South Dakota. So, Steve and I were asked to do a couple worship songs and then to play a tribute song that we that was original. And so, we said yes, and I was really excited, but I was I wanted it I wanted to do it justice, you know. And I was just praying like God, just give us just like the best song ever to be able to play for her because she has been so amazing to me my whole life. Um, just in my childhood, I would go to her house in the summers in Sioux Falls, and she would do Bible studies with us and teach us all about God and be having us memorize Bible verses. And she just was always so encouraging to me. And um, she just had a big part in my childhood. and And she is 95. She still teaches Bible studies on Zoom. Um, she has a Bible study going right now, 17 women on Zoom. She's just an amazing lady, and she, she has just sown into my life a lot. And when I started talking to Steve about this, I was looking in my Bible, and I was reading out of Isaiah, and I found in Isaiah 43, where it says, Fear not, for I have redeemed you. It said, Lindsay... And somebody had written Lindsay in there. And so I was like, who wrote that, you know? I was like, what? I had never noticed that before. Well, the the Bible was given to me by my my grandma. Um, She's even written, you know, she's inscribed in my Bible on the inside cover and written a letter to me. And so I compared it with that handwriting and the penmanship, and I realized that she had actually written Lindsay in Isaiah 43, where it says, fear not, for I have redeemed you, Lindsay, I have called you by name, you are mine. And it gave me just the chills, and I knew, oh my gosh, that's this is going to be the inspiration for the song. And so then um, when we started writing it, the lyrics just like flowed from that, from just that scripture. And I wanted to write it to her and be aiming it towards her, but have it be glorifying God and be talking about God's redemption and his love through the through the lyrics.
0: That is undoubtedly a wonderful story and how God spoke for your grandmother personally to you about. Yeah. not fearing that he has redeemed you personally and if that's you know, if that's one thing that I I want people to understand that are watching tonight that may not believe in Jesus is that God is very personal uh, it's about a personal relationship and if you're not saved he wants to redeem you it, it, it's just that simple he he wants to redeem you because he he loves you that's what it comes down to and you can really sense that through this song and as I was preparing for this, the Lord took me to the book of Isaiah as well, where it says in Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. And we're going to be hearing this in a couple of weeks as we get ready for Christmas. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Fear not. Awesome. Isn't that There's cool? the fear not
1: again. That's so There cool. it
0: is. We can, we can just sit on that because he is Amazing. wonderful. And I love that Wonderful Counselor because you know my smarts only get me so far and the things that god asked me to do sometimes my smarts are kind of limited in that and i have to depend upon his spirit his spirit of truth wisdom and counsel and that's the way he set it up so that we can depend upon him and glorify him well let's get into this song the wonder and yes even even my fiercest critics you are going to love this song and i challenge and you to Yes, I use it. I dare you to use it as special music on Sunday morning at church. There it is, right at the end of the song Isaiah chapter 43, verses one through two. And you know, when you listen to that, you can really just sit back and contemplate the wonder and the beauty of, of Christ who is our savior. It's just absolutely beautiful. Is that one of the dogs? Oh, did you hear a bark? I did. I didn't even I didn't even hear it. I'm He's so used to, to say, it. You don't know, want yeah, to say hi to Amy. Sweet. Yeah,
1: that was that that's the fluffy white and terrier one
0: terror uh, he is kind of a terror a terror <laughs> hunter
1: let's uh, escape escape the front yard and chase after people <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know when you write your music when you write the lyrics and when you compose who is it that you desire to reach the most with through your music who is it that you have the greatest burden for what type of person
1: that's a really good question and I would definitely say that it's like the misfits, the outcasts, the lost, the people that may be in a very broken place in their life, or maybe are going through some depression, or. Um, but I mean, it really can be for anybody. You don't. It doesn't have to necessarily just be for the those kinds of. You know, it doesn't have like a one size fits all, but it's just a. Uh, I guess it really depends on, on your style of music. I mean, I honestly, like none of my family members are really into it and they're Christ followers, but, um, the message maybe doesn't really catch them or apply to the, they don't re- they're not really into metal. So mm-hmm. that's, that's probably just the problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you can still, it, it's, a. Uh, I think that, You can still support people, um, even if maybe it's not your cup of tea. Um, If there are people that you really care about and and love, you can still support them um, and show them that that you care about what they do. Um, But I I don't take it personal when you know friends are not into it if it's not their style. But the music is just such a big part of who I am that. It's like (laughs) I want to share it with my friends, you know, and the people that I love and care about. It's like, wait, this is who I am, you know, like so it's always like, okay, you know, I know you want to listen to Taylor Swift. That's fine. But this music is so much better. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. It it would probably um, catch the attention more of like, you know, the Christians that have struggled. And maybe been through some more severe times of difficulty, and um, definitely we want to reach the lost and the people that are unsaved. That is a major focus because, you know, this we're living in some crazy times right now, and and um, we don't know, we don't know like, you know, when it could be that Jesus comes back, but. We know that he is patient and that he is, um, wants everybody to come to faith. So we definitely want to use it to glorify God and to try to draw people in.
0: Yeah. So. You know, one of the things that uh, really amazes me is something that you were able to do back in, I think it was what, March of this year? You had the opportunity to open up for a band that I have a lot of respect for visions of Atlantis uh, during their pirates twenty twenty three tour We got to see them. They shipwrecked here in South Carolina in a really small city, and we we went and were just absolutely blown away. What was it like opening for Visions of Atlantis?
1: It was so awesome. It was such a pleasure. We had such a great time. They are super professional and respectful band first of all um we got to see them do like a little pre-show um just like unplugged little thing question and answer and some acoustic stuff before the show started with some of their up close fans and that was amazing and and just the caliber of the show that we got to be part of was such a treat and the fans there were just hungry for music. They were hungry for metal and for just, you know, powerful experience. And so they were all just like up at the stage, like just waiting with anticipation. So they were all just like super attentive. And one of the girls, I gave her my phone. I'm like, Can you snap some pictures? And she took like a hundred pictures on my phone and like posted them on all over our social media. And we had a bunch of uh, new fans from it and sold a bunch of merch and people were super just open and open to new music and they were there to see the pirates of course but we had a bunch of our friends you know our own fans come too and then they got super into the pirates and so it was overall just an awesome experience
0: it's really neat how a lot of times and this has happened to me where i've gone to see the main band and then the opening bands, I get hooked. Uh, That happened to me with Sabaton a few years ago. I went to a Nightwish and Delane show, had no idea who Sabaton was and saw them. And me being a military guy, I was like totally hooked into Sabaton. And I was like, where were you guys when I was studying Western civilization in college and needed to know about all these battles and things that happened in history? And it's really neat how when you perform at something like that or you're given an opportunity and a stage, you can start to reach people and uh you know with the gospel and and make those connections about it's about making those connections and developing those relationships. And it's I'm very excited that you had that opportunity.
1: Definitely for sure. Hopefully hopefully we can get uh you know we'll get some more shows like that because that's what we're looking for.
0: Yeah. And who doesn't like pirates?
1: Oh <laughs> I know, seriously. I mean, yeah, I kind of had to up my pirate <laughs> that <laughs>
0: night. <laughs> Hard was the saltiest sea yeah. I've ever seen before.
1: <laughs> yeah. I was not a drunken sailor, but
0: ah <laughs> Yeah. You know, what is the most surprising reaction you've had from people to your music? What you know, when they've heard your music and then maybe discovered that oh my goodness, they believe in Jesus. You know, what kind of reactions have been the most surprising to you?
1: Yeah, we, we do get quite a variety. Uh, one show in particular, a guy came up to me after we performed and I was on my way to the bathroom and he caught me and was like, hey, that was really cool. Like, I really respect what you guys do. And then we were talking and he said he was not a Christian and he was not a believer by any means. But he said, I, I, I liked your message. and. You know, it spoke to me and stuff. So
2: mm.
1: thought that was really cool. And then, you know, he got a CD. And so I, I, you know, I prayed for him after that and really asked the Lord to work in his heart. Yeah. And any of those interactions are really awesome. Just to know, even if they're not a believer, that, that they recognize that there was something different. That's I awesome. Did. I mean, back... I mean, years ago, I remember I was playing at this little coffee house. This was so long ago, but, um, and a guy came up to me and said, Are you Wiccan? And I said, No, I am not Wiccan. Um, I know I can appear to look like, you know, <laughs> like I'm in a different, um, well, because, you know, the dark, the dark image you know the dark makeup and clothes and stuff and but i said i appreciate because i i do like the wiccan like i appreciate how they are with nature and i like some of the the way they dress and stuff it's cool um but i said no i'm christian and so it's very different but then i was able to share a little bit with him so that was long before and ever, but uh, that's always stuck in my mind. I don't want people to mistake me or, you know, for being Wiccan or something that's totally not right. <laughs> but at the same time, it gives me a chance then to talk about it. So
0: it gives you the opportunity to speak into their lives. And and um, again, um, we got a comment here, planting seeds, Lindsay, with a heart, and that's exactly what you're what you're doing. And this is what I've discovered is that people that are into Wiccan, that are into the occult and all those things and the hoodoo, the voodoo and the voodoo and you know, what, whatever it is that's out there, uh, they're very spiritually attuned to things, but it's just the wrong direction. And when you go into places like that and they can relate to you, because I, th- I think if you showed up in a, in a 1990 Southern Baptist denim skirt, you remember those when those were the big thing in, in the churches? Um, the <laughs> denim skirt with the tambourine. I don't think you'd get much of an odd, you know, you would not, they wouldn't be able to relate to you. They, they really wouldn't. Um, that's
1: true. I have that visual <laughs> in my
0: head now. So. <laughs> I always thought of starting a parody band called the Denim Skirts. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> kind of like what was the Ned Flanders band from The Simpsons, the guys who dress up as Ned Flanders <laughs> with the white wine spritzer. <laughs> A parody, a parody band, but yeah, it's a, it's the ladies and gentlemen, it's the denim skirts. Give it up. <laughs> um, it might be fun to do a parody band. We'll have to we'll we'll revisit that one. And yeah. if anybody wants to see us do the parody band, go ahead and shoot me an email at lithoscry l i t h o s c r y at gmail That was bringing back some bad Baptist memories in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that in <and> the sports, <laughs> man. I'll tell you what. I can. <laughs> I can only imagine what the Lord thought about all that. <laughs> and then, oh, here they go again. <laughs> and sometimes we think we're just so spot on holy, and it's like, yeah. I. It, it's funny because I was watching. Yeah, very conservative. Um, Paul Washer. I was watching something that he did. About the way people dress when they go to church and how they dress up and all that kind of stuff. He's like, you know why people don't God. listen to a word that you say? It's because you all dress funny. I mean, he said that. <laughs> <laughs> like, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> spot on. <laughs> That's hilarious. The you hats know, are have... too
1: big. Yeah. <laughs> I can't big hear anything. I supposed <laughs> to
2: hear so big
0: hats. <laughs> yes the the denim skirts coming soon to a uh to a to a music center near you yes exactly exactly um yeah we've touched upon it a couple times this evening it, the world is going like crazy and it gets crazier and crazier every week it's, it turns on a dime as we've seen and to beat the algorithm i'm not going to mention any specifics with country names and things like that but we've seen a lot of things happen very quickly and God is really working through his people. He's working through his church. Is there anything that you and and Steve, because I know he couldn't make it tonight because he's got the very noble duty of, um, you know, watching the kids right now, which kudos, man, that is, I remember <laughs> those days. Um, anything that God's been stirring in you too that you would just like to share to our viewers and listeners, those that are out there that maybe you haven't been able to address in a song yet?
1: Sure. Uh Yeah, I think that there's so much there's so much that comes to mind. But one thing is that I think it's important to uh, just be there for each other and and not discourage each other because the Christian life is already really hard in some ways. It should give you joy and peace, but sometimes you're not feeling that. And we need Christians to surround us and uplift us and encourage us. And if if you struggle with me, like sometimes isolating yourself because maybe you feel like you don't fit in or maybe you can't relate with people or just have anxiety or something, just like I would just encourage you to to just try to find somewhere that you can go and have some um, fellowship with other believers because I think... Right now, that's really important to not be trying to do it alone. I just, I really struggle with that. So I'm talking to myself too. (laughs) It's really hard for me sometimes to want to go be around other Christians or to go be in like a Bible study with other women. But I think we really need that in these times we're living in. And so, yeah, I just think, you know, we got to keep praying for each other. And if if you're struggling with um, mental health stuff like depression, anxiety, or trauma from the past, I would also encourage you to reach out and get help and to go be around some other people that can help, that can encourage you, that you can work on these things and try to break these strongholds because God doesn't, God wants to give you freedom. So um, through the blood of Jesus, we don't have to live in bondage. And so I'm, I still struggle with that stuff sometimes, but I have, I've come pretty far because of God. I don't know where I would be without the Lord, but if you are struggling with mental health and all, it's serious. It can get really serious. So don't, don't just think it's not a big deal. Like get in, get in some fellowship. And if you, like I went to celebrate recovery for a few years and that was helpful. So,
2: yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah. That, that is so important for people to understand. You've hit upon so many different points that we could go a gazillion directions all night, but there's something I want to zero in on that you said is the Apostle Paul, and I forget which epistle it was, says that Jesus has given us a sound mind. He's been that that was purchased for us on the cross. But here's the deal. we have to walk into that sound mind. We have to grow into that sound mind. We have so many strongholds, and I, I hear so many people bash other believers like, well, you do this and you do that so you can't be saved or you know, now we all have to work through these strongholds, and that's exactly what they are. And that takes time to do that. That's not something that is automatically, sometimes it does with some things, but other times it takes a long time. It's called a maturing process. Uh, and that's why in the book of Ephesians it says he's given apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists to help us grow into the full maturity. And that's what it takes. So, it's so important what you're saying for people not to be discouraged and the only way that you're going to grow. And I can tell by listening and to what you're saying is that you're pretty much introverted. There's, you know, there, there, there's a lot of introversion. Um, you like to write, you like to do music and you'd be fine just doing that without talking to people. And that's the way God built you so that you can do that. But then he anoints you when you go out to these things to make these connections with people What an encouragement for somebody tonight who might be watching or listening who who deals with that because that introversion can isolate you. Because believe it or not, my primary tendency is introvert as well. And I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) I get so nervous before I get behind this microphone on a Thursday. And I've been doing this for quite some time. And uh, it's God that just anoints it. And uh, I'd rather, you know, read books and write and things like that. But, um, you know, God can give you the power to do that. And it's a matter of walking into that sound of mind. And, man, listening to the music of And Ever can help you do that. It will minister to you. Uh, music, man, it's just like when King David played for Saul, it can make those demons go away. And I would highly encourage people Amen. to listen. listen to this music. Because again, when that Ashes of Clarity song, it cleared up some stuff for me the other day when I was dealing with some anxiety. It, it worked. Oh, wow. And um, wow. I, I, it's just very appreciative of that. How can people get their hot little fingers on some and ever? <laughs> Especially guys like me, us old school guys who like it on CD and stuff like that. Is there a way to get it on CD or is it just download? Give us the deets on that.
1: Definitely, definitely. You can get it on CD. So we have Everything um, you can purchase on our Bandcamp. So if you go to endeavor3.bandcamp.com, uh, we have all of our physical CDs and all the downloads um, of each album um, that you can purchase on there. And then we can, they'll be mailed out to you. And otherwise, uh, there's also t shirts and ladies' tank tops. Um, tank tops are really cool, by the way and i wear one pretty much every day but yeah you can go to the band camp and that is probably the best way to support us that's you know we get the most percent from the band camp now if you want to support us other ways you can listen on um, spotify itunes amazon iheartradio um, we have also got all of our music on youtube our youtube channel so you can watch the videos there and the, all the audio and then you can follow us on social media on Facebook and Instagram. And I'm trying to get better at doing those things because, um, as you know, I'm an introvert. And so <laughs> I kind of go through little streaks of like hot, hot and cold. Those, But um, but yeah, so you can follow us on those and then. Uh, you can also just Google and ever and we're the first thing that pops up. So just Google and ever music and you should see a whole load of links and websites to go to. And let's see, Steve wrote something down for me. Let me see. Instagram is and ever music official okay. and the Facebook is okay. Facebook.com slash and ever music. And
2: yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. Oh,
0: so did camp, I get it right yeah. down at the bottom? I've got it scrolling down at the bottom for the bandcamp. Well,
1: so it's and ever three dot bandcamp.com.
0: Dot bandcamp. Okay. Dot cool. bandcamp dot com. Okay. Cool. Yeah, oh. so.
1: <laughs> you probably were thinking of the email is and ever three at gmail dot
0: com. Oh, if you okay.
1: want to email us,
0: it's and ever three at gmail dot com. And ever three at gmail.com. So it's and ever three number three band camp.com
1: and number
0: three dot band <laughs> camp. <And number laughs> camp.com there we go that's I think it. it
1: let's yeah and it'll let you like sample the music on there before you buy it, it does. and you can listen to it like one time maybe twice I'm sure
0: it's really cool well if you're watching this uh, live stream buy all of it buy the merch support their ministry uh because you know with these things it's we all have to have full time jobs too so <laughs> yeah
1: it it's it's great that god has allowed us to keep doing this um there have been hard times but we put out four albums and we plan to start recording new music soon so we want to get something new out for you guys. some fresh awesome. and ever very soon so awesome. got a lot of stuff coming
0: that's great i look forward to seeing what you all have coming and we are wow look at that we are right at the almost the 9 30 mark perfect right within the time frame Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us this evening to our viewers and our listeners we'll be back at 8 p.m eastern time next week uh we are going to uh do another x files edition where we're going to be dealing with all the craziness that's coming out in the news uh what was it? Just a few weeks ago, Loch Ness Monster was just spotted again. How does this, what in the world is going on out there? <laughs> Serious. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, I'll be
1: watching for sure next week.
0: Absolutely. So Thank you, Lindsay. Hold on the line while I uh, get everybody out and uh, want to share a few things, a few things offline. And uh, until next week, everybody peace out and rock on.
1: Lithoscry.com.